Happy holidays, creepy cats. On this week of Ew, That's Creepy, the twins will be discussing murders that occurred on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. First, Melissa will tell Jackie about a crazy Christmas crime that involved murder plots, Costco love affairs, and even texting in code via Star Wars phrases. Please be aware that this episode will discuss violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, creepy cats. Welcome to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy. Jackie and I are back and we have a new theme. Whoop, whoop. We have a little holiday theme for today. Today we're going to be talking about some Christmas murders, some Christmas Day killings. And I'm going to be honest, there were so many more than I thought. <laughs> There were so many. I was kind of shocked. There Same. were. I was like, wow, I thought this was going to be slim pickings, and there was so many. As horrible as it was, I kept seeing ones where there would be family annihilators. Oh where someone God, would kill. Yeah. I was like, wow. I almost did one, but I genuinely felt that was too much for Christmas. <laughs> I agree, honestly. I couldn't pick one that was extreme like the what was the one that's like super famous the there was a massacre yeah there was that guy who killed his entire family just in santa claus i i mate probably and then there was another story where a guy killed 11 of his relatives i think over the period of a couple of days around christmas oh my god yeah, that one I was like, okay, the story that I picked was obviously horrible because it involves murder, but I couldn't deal with someone killing their entire Eleven family. murders? That's too many. Too many. That'd be, like, an entire week of an episode. Yeah. But, so, I am going to tell Jackie a story, a little tale from England. Oh, yay. Yep. And so, today I am going to... I'm going to have to just jump right into it also because this is one of those stories where there is like, there's really not a lot of background. It's not, you know, how a lot of stories here in America, when there's an article, it will talk about their entire life and their mental state and all of those things. This story is not like that. I don't know really much of anything about the main people in the story about their life before this or their upbringing or anything like that. So... Unfortunately, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to start with their upbringing and all of that. Where we're going to have to start is at a Costco. Huh. Interesting place. I know this isn't, this isn't where most murders start, thankfully, but that's where this one starts. So let's just start at a Costco located outside of Coventry, England. And this story is going to basically revolve around a 34, well, so I'll just say this, these were the ages at the time of the murder. 34-year-old Samina Imam, and she worked as a regional marketing boss for a few different Costco locations in the area. Um, Costco boss, babe. Yeah, Costco, babe. And so she worked at a bunch of different locations, um, including Cardiff, South Hampton, Bristol, Coventry. 
So she was kind of just bouncing around England, uh, working at these different Costco's. She was described as being bubbly and sweet. She was really close to her family and the friends that she had. And they didn't, you know, she didn't have any enemies or anything like that. It wasn't that if she was a manager, people disliked her or anything. And so while she was working at the Coventry Costco location, Samina became close to a 41-year-old named Roger Cooper. He also was working at a manager, but he was just a manager at the Coventry store, not like Samina where she was regional on that level. So the two met and they became close. And they started to develop an attraction for one another. little workplace romance, if you will. Hot and steamy. Yeah. Hot and steamy in the sample aisle. <laughs> but because they were both managers, they obviously weren't allowed. I was going to, I was thinking that. <laughs> this is like, if you're the manager, though, isn't that like frowned upon? Yeah. So they weren't allowed to. But they're working at Costco. They're not working at like for your Google account or something. I don't know. (laughs) I know. I guess it's just the fact that when you're a manager, I guess it's like just because she... superiority. Yeah, she would probably have some superiority over him, I would imagine, which would be why it's a problem. Yeah. But... I get it. It just still sucks. (laughs) Yeah. But, so they were keeping this, um, you know, in secret because they don't want Costco to find out. And not only that, Mr. Roger was in a long-term relationship. What? Yeah, so Mr. Roger, I don't, he's not, like, married, but in all accounts, they were saying that Roger was in a long-term relationship. So I imagine he had to have been with a partner for quite some time. That's Um, not cool. No, it's not cool at all. And so... Roger and Samina end up, you know, meeting and having this romantic and sexual affair. And it ends up going on for two years that they're having this secret affair. And, you know, they can't tell anyone at work because of their positions. Roger can't really tell much of anyone because he has a long-term girlfriend. (laughs) Double secret for him. Yeah. And court documents point out that Roger also had a third lover, another Costco employee. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Holy I was like, crap. what the hell? He's really getting around. Yeah. Now they, you know, they don't give any names of Roger's partners, but they did say in multiple things that it came out in court that he had Samina, a long-term partner and another partner that was also a Costco, Costco employee. Like, how do you have the time for all this? <laughs> yeah. As the holiday season approached, though, so after two years of Samina sneaking around with Roger, um, you know, going on two years, and it gets into the fall, and as the holidays approach, Samina is certain that she wants to be with Roger. It's not just a little fling for her. She does want to actually be with him and be exclusive with him. And so Samina says to Roger, Look, you need to leave your partner and be exclusive with me, and we'll make it work. Like, no matter what the co- consequences with Costco, with con- Costco quences. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The Costco quences. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. I just thought of that. And so, 
she yeah so she gives him this ultimatum like look either be with me and we're being exclusive or I'm leaving and this little fling is over and Roger happily is like yeah I'll leave my partner of course and we'll be together and we'll start a new life so Roger promises Samina that they'll start a new life and they do and they run away and they're happy and that's the end of the story no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Roger told Samina all of this, but he had no intentions of leaving his partner Ugh. or his other gr- partner, I guess, since he has two. His partner and girlfriend number two. Exactly. They never say girlfriend, so it could be who even knows. Flame. They never, yeah, they never can. Well, it could be a man. They don't say if it's a girl or a boy. They just say long term partner. Huh. You never know. Oh, I was talking about the other Costco employee he was with. No information about that person either, so who knows. But so, Roger starts to come up with this plan, and his plan, instead of instead of literally just saying, okay, Samina, I can't live up to that, why don't we just end it quietly, and we won't lose our jobs, and that'll be the end of it. No, instead of just doing that like an adult, he starts to come up with a plot to kill Samina and avoid all of the consequences of his own actions. So, how is that easier than any of the options that you have available to you? I will never understand. And the thing is, too, is, like, even if you were scared that Samina would tell your lover, like, she's not going to tell anyone at Costco because she's going to lose her boss and she's a regional marketing manager. She's more up on the totem pole than you are, first of all. And second of all... I don't even think that she would tell your lover because she, if she did, then the lover could tell Costco and she could still risk losing her job. Like, I don't think Samina had any intentions or plans to tell anyone. Yeah, it's not helping either of them if Costco knows. Yeah, she literally was like, okay, I just want to be with you. And if you don't want that, then we won't be together. But Roger, in his fucked up little head, starts coming up to this plot to kill Samina. And so, Roger decides to... Is Roger his first name or last name? Roger. His last name's Cooper. Oh. Two first names. Okay. And so, Roger decides to... He kind of, at some point, gets his brother, 39-year-old David, involved. David ran a cafe, and he also worked as a doorman. But he was an ex-soldier, so, like, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with... With, uh you know, Roger thinking like, okay, that David could help him with this. But either way, at some point, Roger gets his brother David involved. And as everyone is preparing for the holidays, the brothers are taking their time and preparing this murder to kill Samina and to cover it up. And the their plot, initially, is to carry out a fake abduction and murder plot Like, even if you want to murder her, how is this the easiest scenario? But okay. (laughs) Yeah. So they decide that they're going to have this murder plot. And we later, we know about this because there were a bunch of texts that were recovered. And when investigators and police later recover these texts between David and Roger, they find out that when they started to discuss these plans of killing Samina... That for some reason, they started to speak in code, and they were using a Star Wars theme code. (laughs) What? How? Okay, 
I don't, I will give you examples. And guys, this story is like truly, it's not funny, but these parts I'm giving us all permission to giggle at because like it is just so stupid and ridiculous. Like Star Wars is popular too. People are going to know that those words are from Star Wars. <laughs> right. Like just wait. Okay. So their plan is to that they, Roger tells David that Samina goes to this hotel and he's like, okay, we'll just make this plot. I'll call her and say, I have a surprise. Meet me at the hotel. And David will sit outside and he'll wait for Samina to arrive and he'll abduct her. I guess, take her to a different location and kill her. So December 12th, 2014 is when Roger and David decide to do this little abduction murder plot. So they're going on, you know, going on with the plot and David is waiting outside the hotel and the texts that are recovered, they're literally saying, like, here are some of the examples from this, from them talking about it. Quote, Death Star complete. Stay on target. Stay on target. You are expected, Vader. (laughs) And Darth Vader was their code for Samina, so they often use that. And look at the size of that thing. (laughs) Was another reported text that they had sent. All of those are phrases from Star Wars, if you don't know. But I would really like to know when the investigators even found that, how they tried to explain away that was a normal conversation. Truly. Like, in what way did they even think that people were going to think it was normal, them just talking about that? Yeah, and these people think they're intelligent enough to plan a murder and get away with it. Okay. You are expected, Vader. (laughs) Cringe. I know. It's so fucking cringe. So, David is... He's just scheming outside of this hotel, waiting for Samina to arrive. And she does arrive by a taxi and gets out and walks into the hotel. And for some reason, David couldn't carry out with the plan. I don't know if he thought, like, it was too busy, if people would see him... But he sent another text to Roger that day on December 12th, basically saying that the plan couldn't go on that night. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. That Darth Vader was not the father that night. (laughs) Oh my god. Vader is leaving. Target is not locked. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that makes me dislike him even more. It's just like the stupidity of these two people who think that they could plan this murder. Yeah. And truly like we just said, for what? Because the other thing, just telling Samina that you don't want to be in this relationship seems way easier. When she gave you the choice. She was she's like, literally she leaving your up ass. Said, I will just leave you. She is leaving your ass, but for some oh my god, it's horrible and it's actually annoying as hell. So cr- Christmas Eve 2014, 12 days after their failed murder, abduction, and attempt, whatever the hell they plotted that day, they decide... I'll just continue. Samina left the office on Christmas Eve, and she is really excited and hopeful because she was under the assumption that her and Roger were going to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day at Birmingham's Malmaison Hotel... So they basically were going to have this romantic Christmas Eve at the hotel and then enjoy Christmas Day. And it was like, you know, Roger and Samina starting their new life together. 
and everything Samina wanted, basically. So, Roger had left work shortly before Samina, which was part of their plan. Samina left, and she made a pit stop. She picked up some things. Uh, She picked up a bottle of Prosecco and some snacks for the night. Then she reconvened with Roger. They put her bags into Roger's vehicle, and they left Samina's car on, like, this quiet side street, and we're going to come back and get it in a couple days. So, Roger told Samina that they're going to go to the hotel, but he just needs to make a pit stop real quick at his brother David's house in Leicester before they spent the evening together. Suspicious as hell. Yeah, I don't like that. While the couple drove to David's home, Samina called her sister and confirmed that she would be with the family for their, you know, the typical Christmas celebrations as per as per usual, which is really sad because we now know that that was the last time Samina spoke with her family. So Roger takes her to David's home around 5 p.m. and, you know, he just says he's going to make a pit stop, but We know now that when Samina entered the home, David used a chloroform-soaked tea towel to smother her on the couch. And then David and Roger gave Samina this really odd mixture of, like, chemicals and toxins. I don't know if they injected it into her or if they knocked her unconscious with the chloroform-soaked tea towel and then made her drink this, but... It was a mixture of mercury, arsenic, tin, and, like, a bunch of other metals. Ew. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it's really, like, just sad to think of because Samina is 5'2", and the brothers were 6'5", and 6'7". Ugh. So, they clearly could just overpower her, and it's just, like, so sad and so hopeless, hopeless for this to be Christmas Eve, and this is what is going on. Like, it's just so sad. Within an hour of Samina arriving at David's home, she was already dead and the brothers were starting to cover up what they had done. So in their cover up, their plan was that Roger was going to head back home and join his partner for Christmas Eve celebrations. Like piece of shit. You're just going to go back to your partner after you yeah. killed your lover. Using Samina's cell phone, Roger sent a text to himself to, like, cover up his tracks even more. And the text said, quote, I am fuming. I am going to where I am truly cared for. End quote. So he's trying to make it obviously seem that they they got into a fight and that she left or whatever. Meanwhile, David is working to dispose of Samina's body. David wrapped Samina in cling wrap in a sleeping bag and drove to a quiet allotment that he had chosen to bury her body. I think that he, like, had a shed in this little allotment, like, this little plot of land between some apartment buildings. And I I guess he just had, like, this little storage shed there. So he drove there and dug up a grave and dug Samina there. Um wrapped up in the cling wrap in the sleeping bag. Okay, so after that, David and Roger, at some point, they went back to Samina's car. They wiped away all fingerprints that were in the car. And they abandoned her car on another street in Lutton. 
So they basically are kind of just trying to like move her car around so it seems like she moved and just continue on with their holidays, really. As the brothers try to just like continue covering up, doing some little things, besides that, not really much of anything, actually. Samina's family alerted the police immediately because she didn't show up to the dinner that they had planned. And she had just spoken with her sister and was like, yeah, I'll be there. So they went to the police immediately and police were looking into this as if something bad had happened from the start. On January 4th, 2015, Samina's car was found where it had been abandoned near Lutton. Police investigated the car since Samina was reported missing and they thought the car itself was very suspicious. For one, the seat was pushed back pretty far and Samina was 5'2". We've all seen that before. Yeah. We know what that means and police know what that means. How do people not think of that? Yeah, How, I don't know. If you're going to drive someone's car and they're 5'2 and you're 6'7", you think they're not going to notice that. Careless. And police also noticed that the car had been wiped clean of any fingerprints, any hair, any DNA, which is weird. Like, they didn't even find Samina's and any normal person would have their fingerprints all over their own car. And finally, the car didn't have any luggage or her purse or shopping bags or anything. So police kind of think it's pretty clear that someone took her car there and moved it after something had happened to her. And cleaned it. Thank you. And cleaned it. It really didn't take police long to get on David Cooper's trail. They went to the Costco where Samina worked and she was last seen on Christmas Eve at that Coventry location. And so police, it didn't really say exactly like who told the police that Roger was having this affair with Samina, but they had to have figured it out really fast because they went to the Costco, they talked to Roger He was like, oh no, I saw her on Christmas Eve at four. Um, That was the last time when we were in the office. So they know that Roger seems hella suspicious, but they don't have anything concrete off the jump to just arrest him. But shortly after Samina's car was found, um, police decide to bring Roger's brother David into the mix also. I think that they just kind of knew that he had a brother, so... Again, I'm not certain because they're not giving exact details of what police were doing in their investigation, but either way, they go to find David, and David is strange. They have this interview with David, which uh, you can find it online. I found bits and pieces, not the entire thing, but he's really weird, kind of. He, like, comes off almost like he's a recluse. He says he doesn't like people and communicating with people. And it's just like avoiding people at all costs. And when David is asked about Sabina and her being missing, he just goes off and like kind of tells police this little tale. And so he tells police that on Christmas Eve, Roger came over to his house. And I guess, you know, to just say hello, it's Christmas Eve. Roger comes in and he leaves. So David says that he doesn't think anything of it, and there's another knock at the door, so he just thinks it's Roger coming back, but it's not. It's Samina knocking on the door, asking where Roger was. 
So David claims that Roger had went home and he didn't want Samina knowing where he left. And so David was like, okay, I'll just stall for a couple minutes. And he invites Samina in to, like he said, just stall and give Roger time to go home. Which is like, okay, first of all, you just told police you don't like people. You don't like communicating at all. But now you're like, uh, I invited this woman in. Yeah, that seems weird. So David tells police that he invited Tamina in and he offered her a cup of tea and sat her down on the couch and was just kind of like making small talk. And she was just pissed, questioning where Roger was and he made plans with her and all of this stuff. And so David claims that he went into the kitchen to make tea and he saw his tin ammo can sitting in the kitchen with which he knew had chloroform in it. Like, truly fucking what? Yeah, that's, like, normal. He's like, I got into the medicine cabinet. I got my chloroform like I usually do. So, he says he looks over and just is like, oh, I saw, I remembered that chloroform handy dandy there. And David says that he wanted to give Roger more time to get home and he didn't want there to be a scene and his walls were paper thin and Samina was like continuing to get more mad. So David told police that he had seen people use a rag with chloroform on it to knock someone else out on television. So he doused the tea towel in chloroform and was going to try and just put it on Samina's face and make her pass out to be quiet for a couple minutes. I don't know why he still thought that that was going to be a good idea. Like, that's... I'm sure you could get charged with something for that. I don't know about in the UK, but that's still You're, not a good idea. I think in any country, if you chloroform someone, it's an assault, I would yeah. hope. But yeah, it's truly like... Even if this is your excuse, you're still saying you tried to assault her. And you did. Because he's like, yeah, so I put the towel over her face and I sat on top of her. And she became unconscious and I basically realized that I killed her and that I really messed up. And so he just says that he was like, I just was going to honestly try and cover it up because I didn't want to get in trouble. So he wrapped her body in a sleeping bag. He does admit to that. He called a friend named Ben who owned a van and asked his friend to come help him with something. And he said that was the last he had seen Samina and he assumed she had been buried or her body had been disposed of. Like, his friend was nice enough to just do all of this for him. And told him nothing of how it went. Nothing! Oh my gosh, honestly. And police clearly don't buy this. They're like, that is the most ridiculous story we have ever heard. And we think that David and Roger are in on it together. So January 7th, just three days after her car had been found, three days, Roger and David were both arrested on suspicion of murder and charged two days after that. I'm not really surprised. (laughs) So... I'm not surprised either, but props to detectives and stuff for being on their ass so fast. Because, you know, sometimes in these cases when evidence is mounting up, the people, like, run away. So, I give them props for so quick being, knowing exactly who did this. A week after the brothers were arrested, sadly, police received a tip to look into this allotment by Groby Road. 
I, I don't know who gave them this tip, but they got a tip that someone had been buried there and detectives and archaeologists went to this little allotment and started to search around it. Eventually they did find the sleeping bag and pulled it out and saw that Samina's remains were wrapped up in the sleeping bag and cling wrap. And this was the same allotment that was by David's shed and above kind of by the shed, there was this really weird, creepy sign and it said something like, what was it? Don't push me. I'm running out of places to hide the body. Oh my God. Yeah. Above this, like by this shed where he just freaking hit, hit a body. body. Yeah. So creepy. So obviously the boys did it. Um, there's, you know, some more evidence that they have on Roger. For example, they went to Roger's home and they found the bottle of Prosecco that Samina had bought and had receipts for in his fridge still. They found the snacks that she had bought in Roger's home. There were phone records that showed that she had been with Roger traveling to David's home on Christmas Eve. Like, there's so much freaking evidence against the both of them. So during the uh, during fall of 2015, both brothers go to trial. Prosecutors obviously pointed out that there's a mountain of evidence and the motive is clear that Roger was having these affairs. He didn't want to lose his long-term partner or partners and he probably didn't want Costco to find out because if he did, he would lose his job also. Yep. They had all these text messages too from Roger and David literally planning her murder on December 12th and failing. And I even read in an, uh, one article that there was another attempt on her life that was talked about in court, which I'm not a hundred percent on. So two prior attempts, even with their freaking star Wars code, it wasn't hard for detectives to figure out what they were saying. So much evidence. And there were also hits on the brothers' license plates that showed them traveling um, around the scene of the murder in the allotment and also them moving Samina's car afterwards. During the trial, Roger maintained uh, his innocence. He claimed he wasn't involved in Samina's murder. Even though at one point I read that he admitted that the Star Wars references, specifically Darth Vader, was a reference to Samina. Like, thank you. We didn't already figure that out. Yeah. David, on the other hand, recounted his confession and said that he had been asked to move a car and just found Samina's body in the car already deceased and buried it so he wouldn't get in trouble. Like, that's even worse than the last story that you told. That's... On October 21st, 2015, both brothers were convicted and sentenced to 30 years behind bars. The judge gave them the maximum sentence, you know, referencing that the intent to kill was so strong. There was so much premeditation in this month's worth of planning. It was clear that they intended to kill her all along. The judge also pointed out that David had no reason to do this. Like this was horrible and disgusting and callous for Roger, but David had no reason to do this other than his brother asking him. So it's really disgusting on both ends. And it's really sad for Samina. Like, she didn't deserve this at all. She just wanted to be with the man that she loved. And she did the right thing and gave him an ultimatum. Like, what more could she have done? And 
There was just no reason. Truly no reason. She gave him an ultimatum. She was going to leave him. So just one final quote from Samina's brother. This is from the Coventry Telegraph. Quote, the circumstances in which Samina was murdered plagues me greatly. I constantly think of her last moments and her final thoughts and fears. Samina was a mentor, a guide, a counsel during difficult times. I will no longer be able to seek her advice. I am forever reminded of her loss with constant triggers to memories from her life. Worst still with triggers such as road signs for locations, which I understand are linked to her death. End quote. That's sad. Yeah, it's just, it's really sad. Like, it's just one of those stories where it's truly pointless. And the two people who did it are just so idiotic. Like, it's just so irritating thinking that this bright, beautiful, intelligent woman was killed for literally no reason. Yeah, none. She would have moved on and found someone who was way better than Roger. So, it's just annoying as fuck. It is annoying. (sighs) Let me know if you guys have ever heard of that story because I have heard of a good number of like Christmas murders and things like that, but I had never heard of this one. So let me, maybe because it was in England, but let me know if you guys have heard that. I'll definitely freaking think differently next time I'm in Costco. Yeah, I've definitely never heard that one. So it was a good one. Thank and you. thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys are enjoying your December Stay safe, stay safe, and stay warm out there. And we will see you guys next time on another episode. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.